Hello there. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Can't complain at all. Good. Well, welcome to Flippin' Fridays with you, Jeff. <laughs> welcome, everyone. I'm Zykea Lopez, keeping Washington in Washington, your deep sea realtor with the most. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit today because we just started a new thing called Flippin' Fridays. And who but the Flipmaster himself, Jeff, to talk about the best way to get into the game. So just to explain what we'll be doing on this segment of the podcast, which will take place every second and fourth Fridays, um, we'll just be giving you mostly a blueprint on how to get started on your flipping journey. That's something you can help us with, right, Jeff? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so this will be a flipping 101, so to speak. So I just, to start us off, I wanted to know what should a person do first? What's the very first step? Well, the first step, you definitely got to locate your property first. And what I like to call it is farming the neighborhood or farming or uh, that's, you know, to break it down, that's kind of locate the neighborhood that you want to invest in. And, you yeah. know, kind of do your research in the area uh, just to see uh, what houses are selling, um, you know, trying to see, you know, what, what the market is doing in that area as far as people rehabbing and, you know, just checking out the demographics of the area, um, you know, can drive, you can drive around at night just to see, um, you know, how is, you know, the crime rate, you know, is the people hanging out, um, you know, cause you don't really want to buy nowhere where, where you wouldn't move in um, to a property. So I'd say first you want to locate your property first and, lo and locate the area first. Okay. And once I have my property, I picked one in Capitol Hill. So it's super duper expensive. What's my next step? <laughs> Capitol Hill? Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's, <laughs> and that's not the best place to flip, by the way, everyone. You might want to start in other uh, large targeted areas. Let's say I want to buy a house in Anacostia right on um, MLK. Right. We'll do that. Well, you know, definitely nothing against Capitol Hill and Anacostia, but, you know, when you're doing, you know, when you, well, especially when you start now, you, you want to start with bread and butter properties, uh, properties that if you, um, if you buy and you run into any problems, you're able to bail yourself out with no problems. Because if you invest in those big properties and you're just beginning and, um, you know, those properties are, you know, Anacostia now, you're probably looking at three the 400,000 just to even purchase one of those properties in Capitol Hill, you know, you're definitely looking at four or five or 600,000. Now, if you got the big yeah. to do that, that's cool. You know, definitely never discourage anyone from, you know, investing in those areas. But if you, you know, look at the Capitol Heights area, I would say, you know, those properties now ranging about a hundred to 150 um, or cheaper. If you can find, you know, need to be doing a haystack deal, but, um, I, I would kind of stay with the bread and butter area, you know, for your first uh, starters, you know, that way if you run into any problems, you're able to bail yourself out on your own, um, you know, without, you know, hurting yourself financially. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You used the word haystack. What does that mean exactly? Well, when I say needle in a haystack, um, most of the deals are pretty tough to find, but you can find them. So every deal that you're going to be looking at are going to be like needle in a haystack deals where 
every deal is not a home run, but some deals are a home run. When I say home run, meaning a good, very good um, net profit potential where you're going to make a lot of money. You know, most, okay. most investors, they have like a percentage that they want to make per deal. You know, some investors are 10, 20, 30 percent. Well, 10 is pretty low, but at least about 30 to 40 percent return. Yeah, most people are 30 to 35 percent. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so once you have that, what's the next step now? I have the house that I want and I need the money to buy it because I just found out it's four hundred thousand dollars. Right. Well, once you once you have the house, once you um, figured out um, if this is the house that you want to invest in next, you want to try to get into the house to see the property and you want to do your, you want to analyze the, the rehab. You want to look at how much it's going to take to, you know, repair the property. You want to see how much are all the costs going to be that's involved with the property, because you don't want to buy a property that don't make sense based on the return. And the great thing about these rehab houses, you can look at the comps just to see um, what, what the values are in the area. So that way, you know, your numbers from A to Z. So what I would say is you want to get your crew. Um, when I say crew, meaning you want to hire at least, well, not really hire, but you want to get three, three quotes from electrician, three, three quotes from a plumber, three quotes from the framer. So I would get three quotes from these guys and just try to determine what the cost is going to be. Because that's really one of your biggest problems with construction is the numbers always change. They definitely always yes. change. So once you get your whole crew and you, you find out the cost and you find out what the three, you want to find three comps also so you can do your comparables to the market um, value. So once you figure out that with your cost, you know what your outsell is going to be, you know what your purchase price is going to be. Now you want to make sure though that all those numbers make sense because the next step, the next step, you now you got to look for a hard money lender. A hard money lender. Okay. Yeah. And what's the best way to go about getting a loan? Because I know that you mentioned on my show uh, a couple of weeks ago about purchasing outside of your just name name, just Zykea Lopez, you spoke about uh, perhaps obtaining an LLC. Um, would that be, would be the next step to that towards getting the financing? Well, well, let's back up a little bit because, um, well, first, if you if you research in a property, you didn't really write the contract as of yet. So when you write the contract, you're going to have to write the contract see or if you have a business that's already created so you have to mm-hmm. develop you will have to set up an llc or you can use your one that you already have but most lenders require you to just set up a llc a brand new llc so that way if any you know problems happen nobody can come sue you um from previous problems you might have through an old llc or another company name that you use they, they want that company to be brand new so that's why they always say Hey, when you um, put a contract on a property, just set the property up based based on the address of the property. So, for an example, if the property is one two three Barry Road, Barry Road is in front of me, but one two three Barry Road, <laughs> you would set up 
123 Barry Road, LLC. LLC. Right. Okay. So that would be the business name for that particular property. So you will write that down on a contract. That would be the name that you're going to put um, the, the contract in. That's going to be the, the name for the loan. That's going to be the name for the loan of the property. When you go to settlement, your property is going to be 123 Barry Road, LLC. So you definitely want to um, write the contract so you can know the name because that, you know, at least you a few steps ahead of the lender because that's what they're going to require. Now, once you um, write the contract, you get the deal, you look at the comps, make sure the numbers make sense. Then next you talk, you talk to your lender, you find your hard money lender. And it's just so many hard money lenders that's giving loans for uh, rehabs and, and, and um, um, rehab did because um, the market is just on fire in the D.C. and the Maryland area anyway. So finding a hard money lender is pretty easy. Um, you can really find a lender easily just by going to a real estate um, office and say, Mr. I'm looking um, to invest in some properties. Do you guys know of any hard money lenders um, that, you know, that's good in the area, you know, that, that offer some loans? And I'm sure they will give you all the information that you need. And also, if you're looking for a hard money lender, you can just reach out to a title company and just say, you know, just say, hey, look, I'm a new investor in town and I'm trying to um, invest in real estate. And I'm just looking for a title company. I'm also looking for some good hard money lenders. And, and trust me, they give you all the information you need. Now, you didn't mention calling a bank for a hard money lender. <laughs> well, so would that be a no-no? Well, not necessarily. But the only the only issue most banks don't lend on houses that's in a demo uh, state, meaning kind of run down, that's not livable. Most banks lend on livable properties, um, but there are some banks that will lend on um, properties that need to be rehabbed. Like I know is you got a lot of government programs like 203K loan and you have a lot of other loans. Um, I forgot to actually someone had called me about one recently. It was another program. I think it's HPAP or something like that. Not sure. It, HPAP, it, well, HPAP has a program where you can uh, renovate that, where you can renovate properties and for multi-unit buildings as well. Right, exactly. So, you know, those those programs are available, but I just know the hard money loans are much easier and you can move pretty fast with those. You can get a loan within two weeks dealing with the hard money lenders. Okay. And what about a construction loan? Is that something that someone should consider? A construction loan is great also um, because they have really low rates if you get a construction loan with a bank. I just know that those loans just take a little longer, at least about 30 to 45 days to close or maybe 60 days. I just know most of the deals that need on a haystack deals Normally, they have to close within two weeks or two and a half, at least two to two and a half weeks. So those are the deals that you need funding to close as soon as possible. So that's, right. why, I, okay. that's why I would say hard money would be pretty much the best choice for you in that direction. Hard money loans is the best if you want to flip. So I think that's great advice. Um, well, you know, well, let's go back. <laughs> hard money loans 
is a good avenue. Of course, banking, regular banking finance, like a credit union or a bank is the best financing if you can get that kind of financing. So for an example, let's say you got a rental property. Um, now this is for seasoned investors or just you know a person that has two houses and you got equity in your house. You could do like a line of credit, pull that line of credit, and then you could you know do the same thing as well. So that would be one of the best ways to do it. But, you know, if you want to move fast and you, you just really want to get in the business without, you know, running into a lot of brick walls, hard money is the way to go to move fast and quick. Fantastic. So you mentioned turning the address into an LLC. What are the best three benefits of doing something like that that you can think of? Well, number one is protection. And when I say protection, you know, the way I look at it, everybody, everybody want to sue you. If somebody slip and fall, oh, yep, I'm suing them, especially if they know you rehabbing <laughs> and you got a lot of money. Number one is protection. Um, that that one LLC, let's say you got a portfolio of, of four or five houses and you have all your houses under that one portfolio and someone try to sue you, you know, they, they might come against all your houses versus having that one property under that one LLC. And I have heard, you know, talking to certain lawyers, they was like, you know, that's not a good idea because it's just so much, uh, um, so many things that you have to go through if you are dealing with a lawsuit with the one LLC versus having everything under one umbrella. But for me, just my opinion, I just think the LLC is the best way to do it because of protection that protects you from any um, other, you know, problems and somebody trying to come against your whole portfolio. And then I think it's good too, because if you have it under one LLC, you know, all your expenses, everything that's dealing with that property, when you give it to your tax person, it's much easier to, you know, kind of be organized and have everything kind of all together versus having a bunch of properties under one LLC. Now, if you're dealing in a business where you have your own money, you know you don't have those kind of problems, okay, one LLC is good and you can have a ton of properties under that one LLC. But you know, when you when you're starting out, the best way is to pretty much put a property under one LLC. So that so that's a way that I would say is definitely good. Um, another good way too is um, you know, just having it under that one LLC because you could also, you know, try to get loans and, you know, credit under that LLC as well. And you could build that as a, as a credit profile with that particular property. So let's say you decide to keep that property. You say, okay, let me build some credit under this property. Let me build, let me build, um, um, let me get a business banking account. Well, you got to get an account anyway, because you want to write your checks for your rehab and so forth. But you could build that business or that LLC credit to it along with the asset of the house. It can kind of stand, it can kind of stand alone on its own. Hold on, Hold on. Jeff, I think you're very low. I can barely hear you. Okay, can you hear me now? A little, a little better. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm on my car phone. I mean, not car phone, but I'm talking in my car. Up and down. Can you hear me now? Okay, now I can hear you. Perfect. Okay, yes, great, perfect. Great, great. So, 
Yeah. So you were saying? <laughs> yeah. So so those were the three um, ways that I think the LLC is is best. Um, you know, just to keep it separate from being sued. Number two, building credit um, yes. under the LLC. And then, you know, number three, it's easier to keep all your invoices and your receipts and stuff separate versus having everything uh, like you have three or four properties under that one LLC. So record keeping. So this is good because they're, everybody's not as organized as they me. So that's a very good point to make. Um, how would the, uh, someone go about getting an LLC? Where do they go? How, what, where do, what do they do? How, how much does it cost? It, does it have to be, you know, what, what are the rules? What do they do to, to get that? Well, you could go to, let's see. Let me see. Let me just pull it up real quick. Um, one second. So you could go to www.merlin.gov. And it's Maryland Government Services for filing new businesses. And you can just go to their website and you could just do it online. And it takes about maybe about a week. Um, at first, it would take before the corona, maybe maybe about a week or so. I mean, maybe like a couple of days. But now because of, you know, everything is a little slow, it might take like a week or two to get your LLC docs back. But you could actually do everything online. You just got to, you know, just learn how to do it. I would say do it one time. That way you get the hang of it. But if not, you can go to the office. It's in Baltimore. Um, I forgot the address. I haven't been down there so long because I do it all online now. Um, but the office is in Baltimore, the state of Maryland. And you can file any LLC corporation, S Corp, C Corp, um, sole proprietorship, any kind of business that you're trying to create. Fantastic. Well, that now would this be the route to go? Um, say with your wholesaling, build together wholesaling. Yes. Now, would this be? Would this make someone more eligible to be a part of this group? Well, when you say eligible, um, anyone can kind of come aboard. Um, we're built. Well, let me let me back up a little bit. Um, build together. Please, because you know I'm not I'm not exclusionary, but some things just by default are exclusionary. So when I say eligible, I just mean you know what's going to get them going, hitting the ground running. Right, exactly. Well, um, build together wholesalers are a group of people that's coming together where we can buy wholesale deals, where we can flip, rehab, sell, purchase with no problem. Um, what we're trying to do is we we are trying to do it without a hard money lender. Um, um, so we're trying to build a team of investors with at least 20,000 per person or more. And I'll, cash. yes, yes. Okay. $20,000 yep. cash, yep. Mm. $20,000 $20, cash or credit or whatever they might have. And our goal is to, um, purchase properties fast at a fast pace at a, at a fast rate. Soon as someone call for a wholesale deal, we, we, we trying to move as soon as possible on that deal where we could flip it, rehab it, sell it, or, you know, we might want to just get it, clean it up and just put it back on the market for sale. So we want to be able to have the cash so we can move as soon as possible. Perfect. Well, you've heard it here. Anyone interested in getting your feet wet in the flipping, house flipping 
zone, then that would be a great start, especially if you have liquid cash available or any form of money or financing available to do your first flip or your second or your 100. Um, let's Build Together uh, is a wonderful uh, wholesaling company to start with. So I think that's wonderful. You can take all of the information that you have here that you've gotten from Jeff, our house flipping guru, and start the process. Next week, uh, we'll be talking more about house flipping and some of the next steps you'll have to take, things you'll have to talk about and think about and things that you'll have to, and the costs you'll have to incur for that. So please tune in to... Flipping Fridays with Keeping Washington in Washington with Jeff Warren and Zykea Lopez. And uh, we will see you then. Thank you so very much, Jeff, for taking the time out to speak to me and everyone else can today. Can I throw one other Hopefully thing we in, can too? all get this money together. Will, oh, yeah, go um, ahead. I'm also having a Zoom call maybe next week also. And it's going to be $100 per person. And it's going to be me, myself. It's going to be another colleague of mine. And we're just going to be answering questions about um, how to invest in real estate, what to do, what not to do. And, you know, whatever questions that you guys might have or, um, you know, just just how to get started, basically. And, you know, that Zoom is going to be not sure what day next week, but um, it's going to definitely I'm going to post it on my Instagram. And my Instagram is Jammin Jeffrey Warren, J-A-M-M-I-N. J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-W-A-R-R-E-N, J-A-M-M-I-N, J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N. I'm going to post it there if you want to join. And we'll also have a link to it as well on the uh, Spotify, and I'll have postings for it on the Zykeas Properties uh, Instagram, as well as the repositioners. So thank you so much for that. Um, we're looking forward to that. That's going to be uh, real estate investing 101 sounds like. It's $100 and it's well worth the knowledge and information that you'll need to get your feet wet and get started. Started. <laughs> started. My tongue is all over the place. Crazy. No pun intended. <laughs> but if you want to get started in building wealth for yourself, your family, and your whole generation, this is the place to be. Thank you so very much, Jeff. You're welcome. You're welcome. No problem. Anytime. All right. And you enjoy the rest you of your now. day. <laughs>